the Prison City Podcast. When the bars go up, you're officially locked in. Welcome to the Prison City Podcast. I am the unofficial host here. My name is Patrick Cutler, and we have candies for little boys tonight. If anybody wants to stop by the office tonight, and we'll give them out. With that said, let's go through our lineup here tonight, starting with uh, Jay Marsh. Uh, Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Clearly in San Francisco, if you couldn't tell from the bridge. How's everyone week going this so far? God, I can never talk on this podcast. <laughs> and we're going to switch it to Mahomes. <laughs> Jay Marsh, don't worry. Like, <clears throat> talking on a podcast isn't that big of a deal, dude. It's, no one cares if you can't talk on a podcast. <laughs> um, really excited for a new week. Uh, special shout out to our friends at the Stag Pole in beautiful <clears throat> Idaho. I, I believe that's actually the Sprague Pole. Mm, I thought that's what I said. Uh, let's just move this on to uh, Tony Savala. <laughs> Kelly Kai. Yeah, great to be here. I uh, always forget to prepare something for my intro until I'm sitting here three seconds before we go, but I think Pat said it enough in his little John Wayne Gacy, come get some candy at our house intro. <laughs> so the first question, I'm going to go to Mahone's. How do you think COVID-19 would have impacted the production <laughs> of Enigma? <laughs> Honestly, I don't think it would have affected the production at all. I feel like more than likely we would have been able to get onto the prison as everyone was in lockdown in the prison so that they wouldn't have had any sort of drills going on. So so you think the prison would have done the right thing and let us film on their land? <laughs> I think really when you look back on it, COVID-19 is what has affected Enigma from really gaining the popularity that it should <laughs> Not I, forcing everyone to stay at home and watch YouTube where it could have really excelled. Dude, you know. Nick was up to like 500 views now. So, yeah, I have to agree with that. How many <laughs> of those are yours? It doesn't matter, dude. People are watching. Doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> All right. So, today's show, we're going to get down. We're going to talk about Georgia's new voting law, SB202. Um, told everybody on this panel to do some research on it. However, I did not. um so i'm gonna start this out with um i've read parts of the bill i'm not an expert on the bill like uh, cnn fact checkers but um i know enough about the bill to sit there and say um it comes to like major league baseball so major league baseball didn't like the bill or whatever and and they didn't like the bill because it discriminated well they sorry they said it discriminated against minorities especially players who are um uh, black, not white, not like everybody on this panel. Um, <laughs> so, uh, one of the points I want to make up so, Major League Baseball, uh, because uh, the All Star game was going to be hosted in Atlanta, Georgia, very non it, it has probably of the season in America, it probably has one of the most non white populations in the entire country. And so, they took it, they took it from one of the most non white populations in the entire country and they moved it to Coorsfield, Endeavor, Colorado, which might honestly be the most white population out of any MLB team in this entire uh, uh, country. What do you think about that, uh, Mahomes? Your thoughts? It really is interesting that they MLB decided to do that. I get, I'm not going to sit here and say whether it's right or wrong, because I guess it's not really my choice. But Colorado is certainly, you know, people at the Rockies are, the Rockies and MLB, if people don't know, are the most religious organization, like potentially in sports. Um, very conservative, very religious organization. So it is kind of funny that they would go that route. Um, 
and I, it's really interesting just in terms of like major league baseball, there is a bid process that is like, it's a years long bid process to get the all-star game and you have to put together bids and you have to show that you have the infrastructure and the hotels and there's all these crazy things that you have to tie to it. And then all of a sudden we can just move from this to this like that. So it is, it's really interesting. I mean, we can get deeper into the like voter suppression because I don't, I've never had any sort of issues with like mail-in balloting. I've done a Dropbox ballot in pretty much the last like eight times I've voted. I've had no issues with it. I don't know if I've ever mailed a ballot in. Oh, I did when I did my first absentee ballot in Montana. So I don't have any issues with that. Um, it's it's just weird for me. It's weird to think that they would take an all-star game away because there's so much that goes into it behind the scenes. And so I feel for the people for the Braves, because there's a lot of money that's made to those people in sales or to people in corporate partnerships who try and sell the sponsorships that just it's in contracts. And now you don't have the all-star game. So a lot of people that didn't make this choice were affected greatly and lost a lot of money. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep this on Mahomes for two seconds here. Um, so, um, but another point I was going to make is that there's, there's a lot of black businesses in Atlanta, Georgia that, that suffered from this, but I want to rewind this back to, um, this isn't the first time it's ever happened. Politics are kind of raging out of control these days, political correctness, everything else. Um, North Carolina had some kind of transgender ban on going to the bathroom or whatever uh, in uh, North Carolina. And the Charlotte, um, I don't know if it was the Bobcats or the Hornets at the time. It's it's hard to tell. But uh, they were going to host the All-Star game that season for the NBA. Oh, and yeah. the NBA said no. But it was like a year or two later. They said, "Okay, uh, they can host it now." Do you think? Do you think that's going to happen though? With 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 Atlanta, because I kind of see it like, okay, they're going to ban it, try to make this big political statement. But I, do you think Atlanta is going to be hosting this All Star game in like the next year or, or two years from now? I think so. I mean, especially Major League Baseball. There's always kind of these. I wouldn't say under the table, but it's almost kind of like, hey, we just built a new stadium. Work kind of angling for the all-star game in the next five years or like you know the dodgers were supposed to have it last year they did all these big renovations that's kind of part of like hey we're going to put in hundreds of millions of dollars whether it's a brand new stadium or renovations and then we're going to kind of get the carrot on top of like hey thanks for doing all that work to stay modern here's the all-star game so i i think it'll eventually go there and i don't know if it's going to be two years from now because like i said it's it's the bid process is like five or six years long where you're looking down the road so yeah. So let's just win this. What do you think? What are your thoughts on this, uh, Jay Marsh? Like, I think because even with Charlotte, it, what it ends up hurting is like the local businesses within a, like a mile radius of the stadium. They lose all that foot traffic, whatever their sales are. It just disappears because they're all anticipating this high, like increase in sales. And that's what's truly tragic about things like this. About the voter suppression bill, like, because I think the main focus was like it required you to have an ID, correct? Like that was kind of the main, I guess, GOP argument. It was like we just want you to have an ID to vote. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, so, so uh, just to elaborate. Um, so, um, just me going through it personally. Um, one of the things was they, um, and I and I did some research and talked to some, some people on this. Uh, a couple of things. The originally said they didn't want people. The bill said they did not want people um, handing out uh, water and food to those standing in line to vote, yeah. which sounds extreme. But then you, uh, on further research on that, it was about they don't want you know you're standing in line and a bunch of a uh, uh, Biden or, or Trump, it could be either party, uh, a campaign people come up with 
free water, free fruit, and they're wearing the sticker of this political candidate. So psychologically, if you do sales, whatever, uh, Mahone says, this is like, when you give someone something for free, psychologically, they naturally feel like they have to return that favor. So it, it was that part of it, I understood it. It's not about manipulating the vote. The other part, though, when you come to absentee ballots was um, uh, during COVID, it was like 180 days they could, um, God, that sounds insane. Yeah. It was 110. It, I mean, it, was, it was, I saw the stat today. It was 100 days plus that you could turn in a ballot for an election. <clears throat> and they basically cut that down to like a month or two or something like that. Because I remember with the last election cycle, people are mailing in their absentee ballots to like August, it seemed like. Yes. Like really early before, like almost anything ever got finalized through like both the parties' process. Okay. Like, so, uh, so we, sorry, I'm going to go through just some stats I'm pulling off of. Uh, it's like PBS NPR here. Um, where is vote? Um, 11 weeks before an election. No, 11 weeks before an election, they can mail in a ballot instead of 180 days. That's just fucking insane. I'm sorry. That's insane. May? You can mail in a out six months before a fucking election what can you imagine what could happen between six months and election day it's like that's racist <laughs> kelly and kelly take it over well i i don't know much about uh you know the georgia thing except for what you guys have been talking about in the chats but Again, I'm a fundamentalist. Keep the politics out of sports and keep the sports out of politics. It goes back to all the cancel culture. Who the fuck cares what happens on Capitol Hill or we're in Montana? What, who cares what happens in Helena? Is that really we're going to boycott? You know, we're not going to have our Little League All-Star game in Deer Lodge. We're going to move to Anaconda or something. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And and it's um, I just I just wish that they could separate the two because they really are ruining major league sports for a lot of people. I mean, they've lost millions and millions of fans uh, in every single of, of the big three or the big four major league sports. And I mean, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm a sports better and we do our fancy football and stuff and it's really fucking addicting. But I mean, I I'd lie if I was to say, I didn't sit there a couple times and say, fuck the, fuck the NFL. You know, I'm tired of this shit. Just keep it separated. We don't need to, you know, Democrats, Republicans, whatever you are. Can't we all just agree on fucking sports, you know, and leave it away, away from the politics? And this is what I'm going to uh, agree with you on, Kelly, before I throw it back to Mahomes, is that, um, yeah, I mean, uh, going back to the, the Charlotte, um, North Carolina, a bill or whatever, they boycotted the All-Star game in Charlotte, North Carolina or whatever. Oh, <clears throat> and this is where it's phony as fuck to me. <clears throat> two, two years later or whatever, they still had the fucking All-Star game in Charlotte, North Carolina. So it's like it's it's just fake as fuck partisan politics and it makes no sense. Well, like I'm gonna interlude on Kelly's topic, especially with the NBA in the past like decade, the viewership has dropped drastically, mm -hmm. especially with like the firing of was it Morley for the Houston Rockets when he kind of did some like free Hong Kong type stuff. Like yeah. that's when the NBA viewership lost huge in America because mm -hmm. they're just trying to keep that billion person country in China. That's all they're like that's the NBA's market right now. Like there's very little in the like the states. It's crazy. Yeah. So how long has this All Star game been set to be in Atlanta, Georgia? How long has this been? About four years, I think. Yeah. See, that's that's fucking ridiculous. Whatever your viewpoints are, I don't I don't know. Again, the whole backstory, but just let them do it. You know, it's been set there. Let them do it. They've been planning on it. If it pisses you off, you never have to do it there again. But again, if it's yeah. political, then go fuck yourself too. 
Yeah, Kelly, another point I want to make is uh, your camera you doesn't make you look like a serial killer at all. <laughs> I got the sun coming through this window over here. <laughs> beautiful. That's very beautiful. Yeah. Um, get, some, get some really good shade on the left side of your face. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I've been working on that side of my face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that ended like politics and sports and re- viewer ratings and stuff and this is a conversation that um me and Mahomes has having everybody's had a little bit is like certain people are diehard fans are gonna tune in no matter what like i mean nfl is so popular you're gonna tune in no matter what um but it's just it's just crazy that you would try to polarize a specific audience um with with, with your politics and everything um, knowing that you're going to turn away a lot of fans, especially like baseball, because baseball, they don't exactly have a whole lot of fans when it comes to like broadcast sports to begin with, right? No, I mean, baseball is easily like in terms of the average fan, it's easily the oldest. And I think that's something that Major League Baseball is, and to their credit, they're working on of like, how do you make this game more hip or, you know, reach this younger generation, that kind of the instant gratification generation that we might, you know, we have now. And so it's tough because baseball, you either had to grow up playing it like everyone started doing slow pitch or, you know, played little league, but it's tough to watch on TV. I'll say that as a baseball fan, it's great in person, tough to watch on TV. So how do you make it more exciting? Um, They need to be better at marketing their players, things like that. But the thing, and I'm, I'm okay if people disagree with something politically, but really like there's no need to, to take like business away from Atlanta because it's not like the Braves made this decision. It's not like, you know, and I guess I don't know the voting background of like the owner of the Braves or like president of the Braves, but I, it's pretty unfair to do that. It's like, I'm okay. If you think like, Hey, this is unfair because voting should be yes. I mean, this is going to sound like a crazy bold statement. You should definitely be an American citizen to have to vote, but I think we should make it as, as easy as possible for people to vote. So I have no problem with that. And then quick sidebar, like, I don't know, you have to be pretty stupid to like be in line getting ready to vote and someone hands you a water and you're like, shit, I'm going to vote for that candidate. I came here knowing who I was going to vote for. This bottle of water changed my mind. <laughs> I, I think I, I think that there's a lot of undecided voters where, you know, there are a lot of stupid people out there. <laughs> you're not wrong. But I mean, I and I guess I don't know. I've Every time I've, I've only voted in person once. And every time I vote, I generally know who I'm going to vote for. You know, I've, I've never voted for a major party candidate, candidate president, I guess, outside of Bush the first time I could vote. And so that's... I'll I'll go off on that on another time. Oh, so that's why Trump lost. And <laughs> <laughs> on the same side, people could say that's why he won the first time, right? Like whatever. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 I like I the weirdest part about sports and politics is like you want people to you know like stick to sports and do a great job and like that's what we tune in for, but also at the same time like they're the ones who have the most like camera time. They're the ones who have the most influence and influence. And they have, you know, they can, their message can reach people better than, you know, Sally from down the street. So it's this weird line. And I, again, I don't, I don't really give a bucket of piss about politics at all. So it's just like, I'm still going to watch the games. I don't care 
if they move it to Milwaukee or if they move it to Taiwan, like I'm going to watch the all-star game. I love watching the all-star game. So it's just stinks that it's everything's getting so political. I think Pat or Kelly said that it just sucks, man. Like I think a lot of it, people want to get away from it. And again, you know, I understand there are these big people, they have this big voice, but just like, I just wish it would, I wish politics would just fucking go away. So um, this is the best way to say it. I'm going to drop a truth bomb here, and then you guys can all uh, weigh in on this. I am actually uh, Mahone's father. No, I'm, <laughs> no. but, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you waited till the sixth episode, like to kind of yeah. let everyone. I'm glad you waited my whole life to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'm going to drop something here that like anybody with any common sense will say this is fucking retarded. Oh, did I say the R word? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Black Lives Matter, uh, LeBron James, big, uh, a lot of African-American athletes are big time Black Lives Matter, and LeBron James um, promotes Black Lives Matter, and it's unfair, and he, he wants to sit out game or games or, or stop the season last year. And you, you, could, you could look all this stuff up. I can go off uh, forever on, on LeBron James, and, and he, uh, he tries to claim human rights issues and stuff with uh, Black Lives Matter. It's great. So LeBron James the advocate for human rights issues with Black Lives Matter. Do you realize he has a multi, multi, six, no, it was a fucking nine-figure deal. Like hundreds of millions of dollars from fucking Nike who makes their shoes in sweatshops in third world countries. Do you know LeBron James refused, refused to speak out at the fucking atrocious civil um, human rights violations by China. China has like fucking concentration camps set up and shit. LeBron James says fucking nothing. So like, does all, all lives matter? Oh no, if it's benefiting me, it doesn't fucking matter. So you never see LeBron James ever talk about China and the atrocities that are going on there. You never see him talking about sweatshops where they're, they're getting paid like five cents a fucking hour to make shoes for him. So I find the hypocrisy with professional athletes coming out and speaking, it's like... <laughs> Fuck you guys don't give a fuck when the, it benefits you, but now you now you're lecturing us. I mean, this is fucking insanity. Somebody take the mic away from me now. Well, like <laughs> I'm gonna do a, a counterpoint. So like the whole dude to like I can't think of his first name, but Morley, the old GM for the Rockets, when he came out against Hong Kong, he pretty much just got what I think told to shut up and fired. And that was like the whole Steve Kerr, I don't know anything else about any other country's politics kind of wagon where it's like I understand the aspect. They only could talk about things that maybe know personally. So like LeBron being from Akron, he has a little more idea of what happens there as opposed to China, but more as like a league as a whole, they're like failed to recognize the seriousness of Hong Kong, what, what, what it was, which that's what always put a bad taste in my mouth for the league as a whole, because it wasn't just LeBron. You had Kerr, like the not Stern, the guy that replaced David Stern, I bald dude. I can't even think of his name right now. But that all as a whole, a, a, sorry, like, Adam, Adam Silver, Silver. But the, as a whole, they all refuse to discuss the atrocities in China. But like, I mean, I, there's problems everywhere you go. But that one seemed pretty big at the moment. And just right? and just and just a, a a little bit more background on the NBA in China is like the NBA has invested heavily in building overseas yeah. markets, and the number one market overseas they invest in is fucking China. They have spent millions probably billions on China and they get tons and tons of tons. fucking revenue from China. 
huge revenue. And you look at other modern sports like UFC, Jean Legui, she's a 150-pound champ. Like the UFC bumped her up on the main event card where typically they stack them in weights because she's from China. Like UFC is trying to tap into that Chinese market. And the NBA's their entire income at this point is the China market. Like it's 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 wild. A, it's, it's, a, it's wild how big of the revenue coming from China goes into the NBA. It's it's fucking insane. So I mean, when I hear people say about Black Lives Matter, well, then you're turn the you're going to turn the other way because most your or a good percentage, a very good percentage, of your salaries coming from China. So you do not give a fuck about any human rights violation whatsoever. And, and some of the atrocities over there are, are fucking insane. Were, weren't we just talking about? Um, it, I mean, this is just not too long ago, like a year or two ago. We we're talking about fucking UCLA. What did they do? They stole some stuff in China. And they're gonna face oh. like fucking life in prison or some shit. Mahomes, you remember that oh, shit? I do now. Yeah, now that you say that, I I had I totally forgot about that little kind of international incident. I I think that I'm guilty of this, and I think probably most Americans are, is we are very focused on what we got going on. I I don't think most Americans have a global view of what's going on. I'm very guilty of like if it's not happening here, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, that's not the best attitude, but it's true. Like when I see things, it's, you know, like the, all the terrible things that happen overseas, whether it's natural disasters or any of that stuff, it's like, I see it on the news and I'll feel bad for everyone's happening over there. And then I'll, you know, then I'm like, all right, what's in the local news? Like what affects me today? And I think that's a pretty predominant attitude in the United States. I think that's why so many other countries hate our guts so much. <laughs> well, like, I think technically if we go throughout like, the world history and like even compare an individual in our country who's considered poverty still would be wealthy if you had to go to a vast majority of other countries, which I'm not saying to say a poor person, like life doesn't suck, but at the same time, it's like in perspective, if you're making 25,000 a year, that's, you'd be rich in some places in <laughs> Africa and S- South America. So a good, is, po- a good point you're making up or not making up stating, but um, is this? <laughs> I make all my facts up straight off Wikipedia, boys. Classic Kmart. Facebook fact checker. <laughs> I mean, you, we're living in the richest country, the richest time in history, and people still have things to complain about or whatever, being oppressed, and all these different things. But um, a lot of people don't know is, is the world itself is still is is the world entire world is still richer than it's ever been in history, and what people don't understand is like. We're getting, we're not getting poor. The media tries to put this percent that we're all going to poor. They say by 2050, we'll be like 4.5 times more richer than we are right now. So, I mean, you can push recessions and all these different things and they're all negative, but still, you you look at our fucking society and go back like 500 years ago. They would fucking well, kill to be living the way we are. Well, like, even if you go back 500 years ago, like, as much as all of us want to kind of complain about cancel culture to a certain extent, like even the vast people that lose platforms, you go back 300 years, that guy would just get killed on the street. Yeah. Like the fact they just kind of like lose the ability to post on YouTube, like how yeah. much the violence has drastically gone down in the past 50 years, hundred years is an understatement that we don't recognize. And yeah. I think a lot of our society. Oh yeah. definitely. Sports, sports is a great example of how rich we've become. Like, I can't remember the exact, but like you look, you know, Babe Ruth, Obviously, there's all sorts of things there because he wasn't he was only playing white people, but arguably the greatest baseball player of all time made like sixty thousand dollars a year. And that was like crazy money back then. And, and, like, like, yeah, and sixty thousand is different now than to now, but, but still. It, it still doesn't amount to the money that players no. are making now. Not even making 
$30 million a year. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, you look back like Terry Bradshaw was a quarterback for the Steelers. He made such a low salary. He wanted to play in the Pro Bowl because it was an extra like 12 grand or something <laughs> like that, that. That was like, that was like in a huge incentive, like six years ago in the modern NFL. Like you wanted to play in the Pro Bowl. You wanted to play in the Super Bowl. And they're all certain like you get more money for it. And shit, if you like won the Pro Bowl MVP, you could get a car. That was huge. Like yeah. brand new vehicle. Oh, it's huge. And I have, I have only two words for you, Jay Marsh. It comes to Terry Bradshaw, system QB, system QB. <laughs> <laughs> ah, glad the Steelers fan weighed in on that one. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to bash Terry Bradshaw. He just played with the most ridiculous defense in fucking NFL history. So he sure had to put that team on his back. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two pretty good receivers too. Yeah. Um, anyways, the circle back here, our first circle back of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ken, how do you feel about uh, the most popular, maybe maybe the best NBA player of all time talking about human rights violations in America when it comes to his own race, but not giving a fuck about Asians in China and all the human rights abuses they go through, which is way worse than here. Yeah, look, I take a political view on on – uh, this stuff because I understand that side of things better than you know all the what you guys are talking about from the the sports side of things. I really think that everything has been manipulated, and uh, Mahoney hit it on the head when he said, you know, they they have so much influence and everyone's watching them. So it's so dangerous with professional athletes, uh, LeBron James, Katy Perry, uh, entertainment moguls, you know, it's so dangerous to even get to that point because your government and your political elite, they're not stupid. They fucking know. They know that people are listening to you. And if they can, you know, get their little claws into you or their big claws into you, they can say any message that they want. And unfortunately that's where we are right now. And I, I fucking hate that. I wish it was separated, but it's just, it's too juicy of an opportunity for the political elite and for your government to stay out of it. I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, the LeBron James thing is, is definitely sickening. It's all bullshit. Now, now look, Black Lives Matter is such a touchy subject. Nobody can uh, talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it because they think, especially if you're white, like all of us are, you know, you can't have an opinion on it. Well, here's the thing. We all agree black lives actually do matter. And so do Asians and whites and, and Native Americans. Everybody's life fucking matters. But the Black Lives Matter movement has been so skewed and manipulated that it doesn't mean black lives matter anymore. It's a political um, tool. It's a political so, engine. So sorry. What I meant to do the, in this entire topic here is like the shift over to the, the um, big news of today that nobody's really talking about right now. And that is. Um, under Joe Biden, a Democrat, okay, very pro China. I'm just kidding. <laughs> under Joe uh, Joe Biden, uh, they're in open discussions for U.S. athletes to boycott the 2022 Olympics um, in uh, Beijing, China, um, for 20 again 2022. So, what do you guys think about that? I mean, it's a bummer because I love the Olympics. I Again, I'm very pro USA, so I love when USA goes in and <laughs> wins the most medals and <laughs> dominates and everything. So I think that's a bummer. I mean, what there was a an Olympics that was boycotted years ago, probably before we were born, or maybe I can't I can't remember the exact. Was that the '80s with the wrestler whole ordeal, where like somewhere in the Middle East they captured a whole bunch of people? That one, or is it Russia? 
I can't, I feel like we boycotted Russia. I don't know. As for any historians listening, I'm apologizing. I'm on butchering this. So yeah, I just uh, like, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I just like how we're all trying to talk about racism as, as being white people yet. Um, <laughs> the U S never thought about boycotting the Olympics when there was a Nazi Germany. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in fairness back then, that was no one really knew what Nazi Germany was all about at that particular <laughs> point in history. And I think even like, what am I defending Hitler here? Jesus. But, um, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but I think by that time, the, uh, like the super terrible atrocities had yet to happen though. He was always very, very racist. So this, you're right. We probably could have avoided that. But I think, I think that <laughs> I think it's a good point though. Like you go back to uh, world war two, Nazi Germany and, and, you talk about the atrocities in China and stuff. It's like these people in these countries. We had one uh, several years back. I can't remember which one. It was another uh, country that had a bunch of human rights violations. And um, these fucking countries, even today, from World War II to now, watch fucking China cover up everything and make it look like everything's like there are no internment camps or whatever, although they exist every single year. You know, watch them cover up everything, make it look like hunky dory, like everything's perfectly fine. All right, well, so a quick fact, quick fact oh, check. Sorry, so the U.S. boycotted the 1980 Olympics in the Soviet Union, and in return, <laughs> Soviet Union boycotted the Olympics in L.A. in '84. Sorry. Okay. Googled it. Thank you. Thank the you US to our Google Master there. Um, <laughs> oh, but and there's a thing I can't. The World Cups scheduled to be in Qatar or Qatar or however you say that, and I mean they. They have killed thousands of workers, like building these stadiums, and they're going to do this in the middle of the desert, like 120 degree temperatures every day. You got these, you know, migrant workers that they're killing. So I would imagine, hopefully people boycott that. I mean, the U.S. will boycott it because our men's team can never make a World Cup. So that's our way of boycotting. (laughs) You know, we think, you know, we were talking earlier how, how rich we all are, and we are. You know, I always say we're kings and queens, especially in this country of the world. It's it's insanity how we live, and maybe that's the point is to enjoy that. It's like Mark said, sit back and enjoy your sports and kind of live in your own communities. You know, I'm trying to do that more. But it's just sickening for me to think about that there actually there is still a, a we'll call them a political elite, but people like uh, Genghis Khan or Alexander the Great, they're out there and they don't give a fuck about countries, United States and civilization and stuff like that. They still want to conquer the world. And some of them, unfortunately, have a ton of influence, a ton of wealth, you know. But if, if you think that like the um, what would they call the people that take over, you know, uh, countries, different parts of um the world and shit like that if you think that they're gone just because they're in a history book that they're really not you know there's people out there and you could probably name some of my name i won't do it here because i don't want this to turn into a conspiracy theory but i mean when you got most people can't wrap their heads around a million dollars well how about a billion how about a fucking trillion i even heard one country has like several quadrillion dollars that would feel like the town of Deer Lodge, you know? That's an insane, insane amount of money. Insane amount of money, and we're going to end the sure. show there. No, excuse me. Thank you, guys. <laughs> you, guys. you guys have been great. Um, uh, just, I want to make sure you guys know that I wasn't defending Hitler there. I was just trying to... Mahoney defends Hitler. It gives us a great moment of Jesse Owens winning in Nazi Germany. <laughs> um, so go USA. <laughs> go ahead, J Marsh. 
Maybe we failed to start a USA chant right there. <laughs> um, actually, quick sidebar on that. I was at a country concert. Um, the guy who sings Honky Tonk Badonkadonk. I can't remember his name right now. Trace Atkins? Trace Atkins. I was at a Trace Atkins yeah. concert in Great Falls, Montana. This is one of, like, one of my most proud moments. And he had come out with some fairly patriotic song around that same time. And right as he was getting done singing it, I got a USA chant started at this country concert in Great Falls. And it just, it took off. And it was like a very special moment for me. It's one of those things I've always wanted to do. <laughs> Bucket list item. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm going to keep going down here. Uh, the circle, the wagons back the second nice. time tonight. <laughs> Let's circle them wagons. <laughs> um uh to continue on with this uh uh georgia law sb202 uh one of the other big deals in the uh um law was state and local governments are long no longer allowed to send unsolicited applications and 30 party groups that send applications have new rules to follow too the applications must be clearly marked as not an official government publication that is not about it must be clearly clear state which group is sending the blank request so i mean Again, this is back to um, a lot of people talk about uh, ballot harvesting, going to like a nursing home and harvesting a lot of ballots and things. Or um, this idea of just sending ballots to people that don't want them or just completely unsolicited, that that opens the door for so much fucking corruption in so many things. I don't understand the mentality of let's validate every single uh, person. Because again, last time I checked, there's, there's a lot more people that are, are, are looking like us then there are people that are looking in the opposite direction. So it's like, why is this a big ordeal if we want to verify who's 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 voting or not? So what do you think about um, uh, unsolicited ballots being sent to ram people who don't even request them, Kelly? I just think, look, if, if you really want to vote, it's not really that fucking hard. And, you know, you can have a little leeway for people who can't get out of their houses and stuff. But if you can't figure out how to vote and you can't, you know, walk a block down to the place or – or do an absentee ballot, then maybe we don't want you voting in the election. You know, maybe you, how are you reading up on the issues and what one candidate believes versus the other? If you can't even fucking figure out where your local library is to go vote. So I think it's a complete dumpster fire. I'm glad that they're cleaning it up. Uh, It should be easy to vote definitely, but it shouldn't be so easy um, that you, that you can fucking, you can cheat. You can take these, I mean, look, when this last election, I got probably five, six pieces of fucking political mail in the in the mail every single day. I mean, why don't we even just think about the trees? That's a good enough reason not to send out these fucking, you know, this information or these ballots, whatever. Make it easy enough for people to do it, but don't make it so stupid that it can be a rigged or, or cheated thing. Because a lot of people think that the election was rigged or cheated, no matter what your belief is. Half the country or more thinks that it was a rigged or cheated election. And uh, well, and going on uh, two points there. One point, um, and the last point you made, um, people also in uh, 2016 felt like that election was rigged because people just have so much, uh, so low faith in the voting system these days in America. Um, the other point is like talk about how difficult it is to vote. So I was living in Pittsburgh, and um, our and a lot of cities are just like this. Our fucking place to vote, it was like right within my housing quarters i lived in a uh village house this the housing complex or whatever it was like a ton of uh townhouses and stuff and to vote i had to walk at the outside of my townhouse complex through the security gates and go less than like 
10 yards and vote. So a lot of it, a lot of these cities, it's like, it's absolutely super, super fucking easy to vote. Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, they got the Dropbox thing here. I get my ballot in the mail typically. So I get like the big ballot pamphlet that tells me like everything that's going on, any candidate that's running, they can kind of write, do their own little write up. That comes about a month before then about two weeks before I get it and you can fill it out and just drop it in the drop box. It's super easy. And then they actually have a tracking. So they kind of have this little QR code when the guy picks it up, you can even watch your ballot get like counted um, out here. So it's, I think it's super easy. It's super safe. There's no, I've never once like, Oh man, someone's going to hijack my ballot and vote for something. I mean, cause who cares? And maybe even like the ballot harvesting or whatever, like there could be a lot of people out there like me that just like, I'll vote because I really care about the stuff that affects me locally, right? Like national politics, it doesn't, doesn't fucking matter who's the president. I, I think it doesn't matter at all. Like, guess what? There's, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to die one day and I'm going to pay more in taxes than I want to. And I have no control over any of that shit. But the local stuff I care about. So I think there might be a lot of people out there in terms of like, sending ballots to people that just like don't give a shit about the presidential election because they think like me it's been decided a long time ago who's going to win it doesn't matter like and that's i've in the states i've lived in it's either been the republican is going to get is going to win my state or the democrats going to win my state it doesn't i could vote for mickey yeah. fucking mouse it doesn't mark and, and i just want to comment really quick so i was going to say that too it's all got to be brought back to the locales you know your little city your little county whatever it might be in seattle there should be you know a hundred different locales chicago whatever um and that's the way the government was intended to be set up it's supposed to be us at the bottom that have the control and then up to the national level like you just said it doesn't fucking matter unfortunately that's been flipped upside down a little bit but i also agree president to president we own a couple of businesses. I haven't, I haven't been able to tell a change yet. You know, everyone's like gas prices went up 12 cents. Who gives a fuck? I remember being a kid and the gas prices were seven bucks a gallon. I don't even know who the president was. It's like, you've had it pretty fucking good for even back into Obama's era. You know, you've had good gas prices, but trust they fluctuate just like inflation, you know? So I just going to go back to Mahomes for one last time. Tell us for the 50th time tonight about your little drop box. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, I, I think that's part of Georgia's thing is they're like not allowing the drop boxes, which I think is fucking stupid. If you're going to make people wait in line to vote, guess what? People are going to not fucking vote. Yeah, well, um, speaking of waiting in line, Jay Marsh is up, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> Turn to huge asshole. All right, sorry, you have anything else to say? Uh, yes, I do. I would like to make sure that everyone knows that there is no evidence that the presidential election was rigged this year or any other year. Um, no actual evidence by some fucking guy that on 4chan or Reddit, no actual real person with a fucking education has put anything out there that's believable. And I would just like to, like to say before we go to Jay Morris, that's just his own opinion there. And, uh, most of us don't agree with that. All right, Jay Morris. <laughs> No, I'm with Mahomes on this one. I haven't seen anything too crazy that hasn't happened before or that we don't do in other countries' elections that make me say that this one is rigged one way or the you other. You don't have you don't have ballot good. drops that fucking change the result of an election in the middle of the fucking night. No. I'll Jesus be the only one that comes Christ to Almighty. Field. We should be able to vote online. <laughs> All right. Go sorry, go ahead. It's your your show. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> J Marsh J Marsh hour. It's your mic, sorry. 
Hey, I just want to ask, did, did Mahoney mute himself or did you mute him, Pat? <laughs> no, I, I muted myself. My daughter is asking me some questions. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Pat muted Mahoney. <laughs> once he said that, once he said the election is not ready, that's bullshit. I just <laughs> mute him. <laughs> he kicks me off the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh. back to Jay Marsh. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's go. No, I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm assuming most of us do are banking online because we're civilized people. I mean, what, I don't see why we shouldn't have a system where we can all vote online. Granted, the whole Obamacare system didn't really work out, but oh, there's going to be people are going to take other people's ballots anyway. Russia is going to meddle. South Korea, North Korea is going to meddle anyway. China is going to meddle. Let's just vote online from the comfort of my fat ass lazy boy. I don't see what's wrong with it. <laughs> now, I'm I'm all for making voting as easy as possible, but online anything, it hackers could hack the shit out of us. Like I I may have just pissed somebody off on 4chan and he's gonna like <laughs> leak nudes to me here in a couple weeks or something. Like I don't online, don't trust. No, 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 no me gusta. I, I worked well, a lot so- of technology in Alaska, sorry, and I'm I'm gonna mute mark sorry i'm gonna mute montgomery here for a second <laughs> and i'm gonna uh, actually agree with jay marsh in this one um there's so much more shit we could do fucking online there's so many verification things like look at fucking facebook their verification and shit i get kicked off there all the time for my views i'm just kidding but um i, I think there is a way i think the verification online you can my thing is about online it's my biggest point is like you can fucking track online there's a data trail there's a fucking data trail when you do online stuff. There's a fucking, there's always there where these unsolicited ballots and stuff where people just send them in. There's no verification or anything at all. You drop off in, in your red box drop like uh, uh, Mahomes does. And it just goes to the video store or whatever. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't voted in the last 12, like last 12 years. He's just been giving it to his red box. Just keep on going. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I just go. We have a couple blockbusters out here still. And I just toss it in there. Because again, my vote doesn't my vote doesn't matter. Remember that. I guarantee there's someone that confuses their like latest DVD return or, or red box return <laughs> with their ballot. <laughs> hey, look, and, and you talk about how online could be manipulated. Well, weren't some of these uh Dominion voting machines online? <laughs> Not to bring that up, but I mean it I don't I don't think the election was as cut and dry. And I, I agree on both sides of the spectrum because who gives a fuck unless you're running for politics or in politics or something it's only going to put a negative impact on your life to sit here and fucking worry about what the people that are, that are doing politics and the political elite and all that. It's only going to put a negative impact on your life. But I mean, when you think about it, there's too many fucking questions. There's always too many fucking questions to ask. And that's why I don't think it's that cut and dry to say, Oh yeah, this, you know, some people say this election was a complete cheat. Some people says it wasn't a cheat at all. I just don't think it's that cut and dry. I think there's too many different, um, there's 50 fucking states, you know, and we all run things differently. And there's a lot of stuff out there that doesn't make a lot of sense. And there's a lot of stuff that does make a lot of sense. Uh, but I know that's not the point of the podcast. I just want to put my two cents in there on the election. <laughs> well, that's like, I'm going to add on to Kelly's point. That's right. I've always agreed that the localized government should be stronger because policies made in D.C., are going to maybe have more of an intercity effect of where they should be like a policy there, but you like you can't govern the rural area areas, which is like the Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota. They can't be governed the same way you should govern Chicago or the northern part of Illinois. And there should be a di- difference. We can't just can't have a baseline for law. I mean, you can, but at the same time, the local government 
it's going to be different everywhere you go. And I think we fail to realize the impact of some policies made, how they affect either an inner city or a country area, because you have to govern them differently. If every state in this union is as diverse as the union itself, and then not even the states go to the towns, the cities, the the counties, they're so fucking different. You got bumpkin, you know, uh, redneck county in Montana over here versus you know, whatever county, uh, Cook County, Chicago or whatever, they're pretty fucking different. So maybe they should govern for, um, you know, what their own local problems are. People aren't stealing cows in Chicago and, and we don't have like, you know, <laughs> three gangs in Deer Lodge, Montana or whatever, <laughs> killing people. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, segue to a different topic here for a little bit. Um, we're gonna go. <laughs> Dominion voting machines. <laughs> We're going to talk about, I was researching the other day. And Way was, more safe than voting online from your own computer <laughs> that I could probably hack from mine. But, <laughs> did he mute himself? Or? <laughs> but the, 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 the Dominion machines are online anyways. Jesus, is he a fucking Terminator right now? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's trying to hack at all of our accounts. How did I lose all my money? <laughs> I think Mahoney works for the fucking CIA. <laughs> I've seen those eyes before. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> we're gonna talk about something a little bit different here. Um, we're gonna talk about prison rape. Um, oh, way to go wider with the subject. <laughs> so I was researching this topic uh, yesterday. This is actually we're actually doing this. Oh, this um, is really the topic. Okay. Oh, we're going for this tonight. Yeah, we're going for this tonight, boys. <laughs> And back in the 90s, it seemed like uh, prison rape was a big deal. But then um, I've read topics where federal prisons, they don't have as much rape as as uh, state prisons. And it, it seems like the rape's a lot more in the state system where there's people grouped together and whatnot. So, um, Jay Marshall. Like, like, so like, you're talking like a federal prison, like she's in Deer Lodge, or like a privatized prison? Well, um, also well I mean, Deer, Deer Lodge is still a state prison. I'm prison saying, is federal? Federal, like, federal's oh. like in Colorado, um, California and stuff. But you also have state prisons there. But I mean, I'm saying what I've read online, it's like the state max, the not not the federal prisons and the maximum security prisons. It seems like rape never happens. But then you start looking at the, the state level, it seems like it's still pretty crazy. What do you think about that? We gotta go from homes on this one. I thought this was always a federal prison. Um, now federal prison would be more like your like tax evasion or there's other certain like federal crimes. This is like, there's all sorts of criminals at the Montana state prison, but I can say with utmost confidence that there's rapes going on at every prison in the the world. Um, talking, um, and it's really like, there's kind of a code of ethics that there's a certain groups of people that there's just kind of a blind eye turns towards and the federal people don't have as much, you know, the, the code of ethics is if you mess with kids, you're in trouble in prison. So any sort of pedophile or anything they have, they serve hard time, like real hard time. And those are the people that, you know, maybe the correctional officers will maybe turn a blind eye to things, or maybe they'll take a quick break when things are going on. And there's just not that kind of person. And like, there's bad, certainly bad criminals, but not like, those kind of criminals end up to be more in a state system. And they're, so they're, they're the number one targets like pedophiles for sure. 
So, like, just to go back with what you're saying there, like, so I've read a lot, and there's a lot of documented cases where it, uh, uh, former inmates and prisoners would say, like, man, he wasn't a pedophile or whatever. Um, but they would say um, the guards kind of had that in mentality. It's like either you man up or, oh, you get raped. Well, that means you're homosexual. Do you think the guards are that complicit in it? Or what power do the guards even have to even enforce or stop something like that? I mean, it's it's hard to say, you know, like, Back in the day, back in the Shawshank days, there's certainly like there's a lot more rules and regulations now, and there's more. Yeah. But if you if you're at a uh, state prison that's understaffed and underfunded, I mean that you know the correctional officers are the ones in in there dealing with people. So and if they're certainly undermanned and understaffed, like there's only like, so much they can do. Like every state prison, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you know, not to talk Montana politics, but they comically underfund the state prison. That is the namesake of this podcast. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, they can control, like they can protect you if they like you, but no one likes pedophile. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable saying that. Like there's not <laughs> anyone that's like, Oh boy, I sure hope this pedophile just has a really nice time in prison. Right. So um <laughs> Yes, for the record, I don't think anybody watching this podcast is ever going to be surprised based on the title that we segue to prison politics and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, that's the thing. We're we're uh, you never know where we're going. <laughs> we're a multifaceted podcast. We will end up in, we will end up in the prison no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that's why that's why you tune in to the Prison City Podcast to eventually hear about rape and if correctional officers are. Uh, complicit in that rape and sometimes there's just not <laughs> enough bodies to go around and like the thing is the prisoners have a lot of time on their hands so they are creative um they're not you know maybe they weren't smart that they got into prison but they have a lot of time to come up with like creative ways to get at somebody that they want to get at and they have nothing but time out there to find a way to do it so they know the blind spots they know how to make things work and especially if it's someone they don't like um you know it's it's crazy how when someone gets brought in to intake, they all know what they did. You know, they all know what they're in for before they get there. So there's plenty of guys who will get their arms broken. You know, if you're a pedophile, they'll do this little thing where they they're standing on the other side of the fence right next to this post. And they'll, Hey, like they'll reach out and be like, Hey man, we'll take care of you. You're going to be safe in here. And the guy will reach in like pedophile will reach in and then they'll bust his elbow on the post. So like it's, and that's that happens man like that shit just happens it's, it's fucking oh. crazy because that's the next point i want to uh, bring to you is like how how i mean how the fuck do they know i don't know what that's a pedo what a pedo how and how if you're a pedophile going how would you protect yourself from them not knowing <laughs> you know? know and i mean like it makes more sense now because there's certain like there's access to the internet for some prisoners so like there's probably one or two guys that are like, Hey, find out who's coming in and like what they're in for. But back in the day, like when internet wasn't a thing, when we were growing up, I don't know how they knew. I don't know if it was something that like, it's, there was someone kind of feeding them, whether it was their lawyers or telling them, Hey, this is who you got coming. In. <laughs> they always know though. I have no idea how they know, but they always know. Well, I'd say guards. Cause like, if you figure you have someone who did something horrible and he's in there for 25 years anyway, why wouldn't he spend his time doing something like that that would consider kind of justice? You know, that, and that's it's, the point. I want to say real quick, Jamar. That's the point that he's making. Is like a lot of these guys are in there for fucking ever, so the guards are had to deal with them every single day, no matter what. So the guards, in a lot of ways, kind of let them get away with more than someone that's just brand new. Kelly, 
it's just that loose lips sink ships, you know, almost nobody nowadays can keep a secret or not say something. And, um, you know, I'm sure prison guards, inmates, all of them are, are, you know, they talk just like us out, out here. And, um, I want to go back to when Mark said these, these, um, inmates are creative or, or, you know, they have all day long to think and think and think. Some of them are so fucking insanely creative. So I just want to share two short stories. I, I walked through the prison. I got a tour of it because of an improv show we did a few years ago. And it was, it was fucking fascinating and super scary at the same time. But they're telling me how this guy in maximum security out of like a, he made like a Kleenex box and he gave it as a gift to one of the female guards. And when she opened it, it like exploded and threw confetti out. And it's just like, he, they get absolutely nothing in maximum security, right, Mahoney? Like a mattress and some toilet paper or something. But he managed to make this thing because he has all fucking day long to think. And uh, when it comes to spreading messages and secrets and stuff, she's telling me they, they have things where they'll just take rope, you know, or little strings that they make out of their, their bed sheets, their bed linen, and they'll throw it all the way across maximum security where they never come out of their cells except for an hour a day and it will go into another cell and they'll get the note and they'll throw it back and that's how they communicate just on this fucking system that none of us would ever be able to understand or create you know yeah that's what they call that kites they're throwing kites to their other inmates it's a wow. it's incredible yeah it sounds like it yeah so anyways getting back on topic here with uh sb202 here in georgia I'm um, going back to Mahone's talking about uh, uh, ballot drop boxes here. Um, just taking us off of PBS NPR um, source here. Secure amps absentee ballot drop boxes did not exist a year ago. Again, keyword did not exist a year ago in Georgia are now officially part of state law. So they're actually making drop boxes part of state law. Oh, that's so fucking racist. But n- without some new changes. The law now requires all 159 counties to have at least one drop box. So now the law is requiring counties to have a a drop box, which clearly limits people's capacity to vote. Holy fuck, this is racist. (laughs) Caps. uh, The the key here that a lot of liberals uh, and CNN especially uh, focus on, the key here is that it caps the number of boxes at one per 100,000 active voters for one for every early voting site. Losing inside or they're voting. So, I mean, it, it, you're doing, Georgia is doing essentially something that they've never done in state history, which is having all these drop boxes now signed into law. They're just sitting there saying that we're going to cap the number of drop boxes uh, per county. So, h- how the fuck is is that racist for someone to, to um, put things into law that were never ever existed into law, but put certain regulations on it, almost like marijuana. Is it, is it racist that Colorado decided to endorse marijuana now, but they have restrictions on it? Anyone, anyone. Well, I'm going to come up with a different, like, so there's these drop boxes. I'm assuming they all look the same, have like government official, put envelope here kind of thing. How can you like prevent someone from replicating that same box, putting it on a different street corner and then collecting votes that way? Well, well, I was going to ask a question, too, that regards that, Mahoney, because you've done this Dropbox thing. Where Are they just located randomly, or are they, like, in front of the library, or what? Yeah, it's typically a public. I always drop mine in front of a library, so it's some on some sort of public land. And, again, you get yours. You, like, get it scanned, saying, hey, we got this, and you can watch when your vote is counted on the camera. So 
it, it's really secure. I've never had any issues with it. Um, that's interesting, Pat, that you bring up. That So they didn't have them, and this law says they're going, like, they had them last year, or now they're going to have them, but they're going to limit them. Like, we have them everywhere. Like, they should, the idea is to make it as easy as possible, to not limit mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Def- Sorry, just I don't, definitely don't like, like the one per 100,000. That doesn't seem to, like, balance out. You think there'd be, like, one for 10,000. Hey, guess, guys, can we take a time out really quick? I want to um, bring in our special data expert that has just shown up uh, hour into this podcast, James T. Tilly. This episode is sponsored <laughs> by Hanukkah. So, Tilly, we're going to talk about some stuff that you don't know about. Say hi, Tilly. Hi, Tilly. <laughs> hey, Jim. Hey. And uh, he nice was actually you. he was actually the belt that I dropped in my drop box this year. Go Jaguars! <laughs> they're saying what? Nobody said that. All right, well, um, thank you, Tilly. He's going to bring me a beer. Why don't you head upstairs to Kelly? I think Kelly, do you have a bottle opener for this? I do. Sorry, we're going off topic <laughs> here. So you don't so care easy. about unverified ballots going to random drop boxes, um, and they should just of drop them off. What'd you say, Jaguars? You totally caught me off guard. Uh, what did I? <laughs> Talking to my homes, you don't you don't right. think you don't need to be verified. Fuck Just off, drop them in a fucking box. Hey, <laughs> I mean, again, again I've told I've told you the process. It's verified when you do it here. So I've never once just said here, let's create yeah, your own fucking thing and drop it off. And well, every vote will count. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just say you should make it easy. And if you do the verification process that we we do here, not saying ours is perfect, but it's pretty damn good. Okay, um, so, just, so how how does how does that work though the verification process like explain that really quick yeah he hasn't yet so this they, is interesting they pull in basically they tell you it's you know, like if you really want to look into it it'll say okay if i drop off at this time we have people coming every two hours right and so then you have all your information's on there including your email and so you can check hey i, I dropped my ballot box in at 4 30 it's supposed to be picked up at six when it goes from here, there's a bunch of different counting locations in this county that I'm in. And so then you'll go, you'll get it scanned saying it's been here. And then you'll get another scan and there's cameras in there this whole time that you can follow your ballot if you want to. And cameras in there the whole time. And then it's the last scan is your vote was counted. Do you want to like review your votes? And do you state, do you state that that's how you'll be voting or how, how to, how did you get your ballot? Do you say I want a Dropbox ballot or how does that work? Yeah, when you feel like, so I had been in Montana for forever. And so when I was like, okay, I'm probably definitely a resident out here. I would like to vote on local things that affect me. Um, yeah, you can just say I want to do a mail-in ballot. I want to vote in person or I'd like to do Dropbox. Mahoney or uh, Tilly thinks that's really interesting, he says. You know what? I think he's really interesting. And I mean that. All right, so um, we're going to confirm there that uh, Mahomes believes that he may can drop off without any time without verification. Let's move on here then. (laughs) 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 I mean, you have to like register. I mean, I'm sure you could register somewhere else, but for me, when I got my license in this state, that's when I was able to register. So, like, they had my ID because okay. they had my license. I, I don't know if I trust a guy that worships Adolf Hitler, though. <laughs> and again, I'd like to make it clear that I was not worshiping Adolf Hitler. I was trying to put some historical perspective on the time. So, just, I, hate, I can I can go and state 
right now, I hate Adolf Hitler and everything he stands for. <laughs> I'm glad he's dead. If he were alive, I'd kill him myself. But on the other hand, you believe in prison rape. Like <laughs> your face. I mean, just keep kiting this around. Hey, uh, I, uh, let's, oh, so go ahead. Do I believe that prison rape is a thing? Yes, I definitely believe in every prison in the whole world. Someone's getting raped, just some more than others. I want to, I want to circle back to one point that I really originally wanted to make. Um, we're talking about unsolicited ballots. You think unsolicited ballots is a good thing or a bad thing? Or what do you think about that? Just send ballots to whoever. I think that's really stupid. I think you should, if people really want to vote, let them vote. Like there's how many commercials and like Kelly said, pieces of mail are we peppered with? Like if you send all that to somebody and they still are like, no, I have no interest in this. Then guess what? They didn't want to vote. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Jay Marsh now. Who's living in the jungle right now. The jungle yeah. of the- <laughs> Argentina. Let's go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's circle the wagon down to Argentina for a minute. Um, All the wagons or just three of them? Or what are we doing right now? <laughs> he said circle the wagon, so just one, that, one wagon. Can, wait, time out. Is that Tony Savoy? Oh, it's... Oh, my God. Tilly died 9-11? God damn. Tilly did 9-11. <laughs> oh, sorry. Tilly did not. Tilly died. that. <laughs> that all right, is all. Go, go ahead. That's it. <laughs> okay, circle that wagon. Let's go. <laughs> circle this wagon. <laughs> all right, I so think we should go to. I forgot what wagon he's supposed online. to even be circling at this point. <laughs> <Same. laughs> it's the one he's riding on, driving backwards right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, all you had. New topic. <laughs> okay. okay, base base again. This is based on PBS and NPR. Uh, one of the biggest challenges in the bill would expand early voting access for most counties and adding in additional mandatory Saturday. So, okay, this is my point though. Uh, back to uh, mahogany. There is like, it sounds like what they're doing. I'm just reading this purely off of PBR and NPR, which just reports facts for the most part. PBR, PBR. Yeah. I hear not only do they make a pretty. <laughs> Okay, they have very reliable. The <laughs> PBR news source. <laughs> I would follow that PBR. news source. I, I would follow them into war. <laughs> hey, our sponsor's getting a little jealous over here. <laughs> the Heineken sponsor. <laughs> yes, speaking of Germany, Heineken makes a great <laughs> I, I hear Hitler loved Heineken. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. I don't know that. I'm not like his <laughs> best friend. Of him, so he could have. I don't know. All right, I'll, I'll quit oh, this topic. This is fucking stupid. Basically, I'll, I'll sum it up for you. This is why the MLB All-Stars canceled in Georgia. Georgia basically has put a state law in to incorporate every single voting uh, uh, technique or anything that did not fucking exist before 2020 uh, COVID. They've basically made a law to make all those voting techniques exist now, regardless of the situation. So that's what the fucking bill is about. And that's what they're boycotting. Kelly. I've said, I said it at the beginning of the podcast. I just keep politics out of the fucking sports. And that's all I'm going to stick to. It's just like, we have to, don't we have to agree on something to live as a civilized, you know, nation, uh, we're so split down the middle. We don't need another fucking thing to be split over. 
let's come together and enjoy a baseball game and not talk about politics. And, uh, you know, I don't know, again, who, whose fault that is. It seems like the powers to be. Um, I read an interesting quote today by one of the past presidents. I wish Truman or something. I wish I could remember exactly who, but it just said, you know, uh, people, something about, <laughs> now it's escaping me. <laughs> Jeez, how high are you? Oh it my sounds, gosh. It sounds like a pretty powerful quote. But, um, yeah. like, it would honestly unite this divided nation we live in right now. <laughs> Why don't we call this just the White Privilege Prison Rape Podcast? <laughs> Is that going to be the title of this one? Because I'd imagine it'd get a lot of hits. <laughs> um, it, it, was, it was something essentially how people would be fucking fine. People have always been fine. And then politics came into everything and it fucks everything up. You know, how politics just comes in and, and ruffles the feathers and does whatever the hell they want and that's exactly what's going on but can you stop it i don't i don't fucking know you know that these entertainment industries and major league and everything they got so much power it's it's too juicy of a fucking yeah and that's why i agree with what with, with kelly's saying is like it comes to the politics it's like i just read that entire thing off of uh the pbr uh, uh beer website <laughs> it was actually mpr if uh, Joe credit, if you're watching tonight, um, <laughs> but uh, essentially what I, I saw, geez, did Tilly show somehow show up in Seattle? <laughs> I just heard one of their beer when I looked up. <laughs> oh no. And I'm in San Diego, so he wouldn't be in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what, what I'm reading here though, is just based on the, uh, what I saw on NPR and, and PBS is like, um, basically what I've seen is that Georgia actually put a law in place to expand voting because they're putting a lot of laws in place where, um, again, COVID changed things. So, so Georgia, every Georgia, Washington, Montana, every state changed things for COVID. But Georgia is basically putting uh, laws in place that makes a lot of those things permanent, but with certain restrictions. So um, that's that's what I've seen so far from what I've actually read on the site. So, how do you think that's worth um, boycotting an all-star game for basically expanding voting, but not doing the exact same voting rules as say like California. Mahomes. Who made this decision? Who who made the decision to move the All Star game? The commissioner or uh, the, the the commissioner of baseball did. So he took yep. he, basically what happened. He took complaints or complaints or ideas from GMs, players. He did a survey, a bunch of different things. So the commissioner ultimately made the decision. It was not anybody else. But um, there they were there were players within baseball that were going to boycott it and whatnot. And Mahomes, you want to go more into the, that detail there? Yeah, and I mean it was eventually, you know, it came to the time to like make a decision. And for me, I was I this all came down like this big thing in Georgia happened while I was um, a little off the grid in Idaho with some dear friends of mine. So I wasn't really tied <laughs> into the news. Um, so I was really surprised to come back and hear there was all sorts of like rumbling about moving the all-star game. And so I didn't fully understand it. And so it kind of built to this fever pitch as things do these days, right? You know, there's, if people get on it and they know that like my voice is heard cause I have social media or whatever. So it got higher and higher. Um, and then, yeah, that, that happened. Um, and I, I guess Colorado, so it's really close to Montana. If you guys want to check out the all-star yeah, game. Now. So, so glad, pretty cool. So experience. glad we could support um, voting for minorities to going to the widest city in uh, major league baseball. Great decision by MLB. Jay Marsh with your bamboo tattoo there. What do you think about all this? Well, 
I think we should push for recreational marijuana legalization across federally. So I think this is a good decision on MLB's baseball part or MLB's baseball part. Jesus, that's bad. <laughs> what the f- hey, what in the fuck? Hey, Jay Marsh, did you smoke all those leaves behind you? Jesus. <laughs> he said he decided like I need to be as high as humanly possible to make my stance for weed. <laughs> That way I don't know. That, that's, why it's been, that's why it's been illegal for so long. No one could make a case for it. They just start laughing. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's hilarious. I'm the, I'm the most anti-law person alive, yet I'm I'm in the uh, brink of moving in the next couple months to the most laws in the entire country in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, is that true? Yeah. You Quaker. I mean, you know what? I've... As, as I've sat here, I've changed my mind. If I'm doing my fucking taxes online, I should be able to vote online. Yeah. You do your banking online? Why not? Vote online. I mean, the only the only issue I have is, like I said, there's like, how long did it take the people to find the hackers that knew, leaked all those celebrity nudes? So like, we could be three years into the term of a presidency <laughs> and be like, actually, like, like like a hundred million of those votes <laughs> didn't count, but whatever. It's all it's all make believe bullshit right now, anyway. So who cares? <laughs> I, I agree on two points. Though. I was like, number one, um, the the Dominion machines and the electronic machines that I vote on, and prob well, you dropped you did Dropbox, you did drop your your ballot off at Redbox, um, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> but the machines that like um, if you're like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, like I was, oh, fuck, that was like twelve years ago. We were doing electronic voting 12 years ago, which is, how do they file that? Based on the internet. So we've already technically been doing it. Um, there's a data trail. So there's a data trail. You can, ha- you can definitely hack the fucking data trail for sure. Without a doubt. But, but and this is the big point I want to make, is um, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Other brothers can't. <laughs> saw that joke when girl was so telegraphed. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? The people who listen will not see it coming. So, <laughs> but if, if if you can hack that, if it's so easy to hack uh, voting machines online or or doing voting online, then why would anybody ever put their fucking credit card into an online machine ever? PayPal, or whatever. So it's like. Online security stuff. I mean, they can get to a point. Where it's, like, it's still like fuck. We're still like the U.S. government. We're still like. <laughs> I mean, we're still at that point where it's like we should be able to defend against cyber attacks and stuff. Because if the U.S. government could do the FBI files and everything online, why can't we vote on? It? We can do credit cards online. Why can't we we vote on? It? And I just, I just like, I just like the digital paper trail, the non-paper trail, actually, the digital trail of like trailing a bet say okay this person will do but there, there's definitely there's always going to be a way that you can fucking hack anything with technology to hack an entire yeah. election i don't know i mean and that's i guess you'd probably have to have it you know like put in your social security and then it would verify that you are a registered voter and then obviously there's going to be some sort of flag if i go to log in and someone like it says you've already voted like okay so then there's some sort of online fraud department. Like there's a way they could do it probably yeah. the more I think about it. It's funny because I'm so like paranoid. I hesitate to put my social security number anywhere electronically. But yeah. when it comes to tax season, I'll just fucking do, 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 do. <laughs> have all my fucking information because I want my money back. So <laughs> yeah. So on, uh, another point I wanted to make here is um, 
I, I watched this Twitter feed, this guy, this video just talking about the divorce, and he went off and off and off. And then at the end of the video, it's like a minute long video. It's like, yeah, so I guess you could say it basically lost fucking everything. So um, talking about voting here, um, does anybody know that the the women's suffrage, everybody knows about the women's suffrage, women's right to vote. Do you know that um, there are statistics out there that uh, said at the time that uh, 90% of women either did not want to vote or they did not care to vote at all. Does anybody know about that stat? Yeah, I just I just saw that same thing just recently. I mean, that's still, that doesn't mean they shouldn't have the right to vote. Just well, because. should they? Well, I mean, what was the polling data? Because, <laughs> again, that's that's different, you know, historical perspective, I guess, is my jam for the day. Like, it's very different times back then than it is currently. Yeah. You remember how accurate polling data, in it, polling data is? That's when there's flashback to 20, like, 15. Hillary was supposed to win in a landslide, polling data. Oh, fuck. Go to 2020. Fucking even with the rigged election, still shit. The polls are way off. It sounds like Jay Marsh was polling himself while he said polling data. <laughs> well, uh, it is such a giant um, important thing to most people or a lot of people in this country. You know that you, you just gotta you gotta do it right. And you know if you can get your credit card hacked, which I'm sure that everybody on this panel has. Um, or, or something else, your email hacked. Fuck, I had Yahoo, remember, remember a couple of years ago when Yahoo just completely imploded? It's just how do you how do you trust that? And again, I know we're in new times, technology, things are getting bigger and better, but it's just like you have to give people a peace of mind. You have to give everybody a peace of mind that yeah. this this is what it is. You know. And, and for the viewers at home, I just want to, uh, not to do the mahogany thing here, but I had, I had a bigger point about that 90% of women did not want to vote. But uh, it got lost in uh, Jay Marsh's fucking jungle there. <laughs> well, no, that's that's a really interesting um, thing, Pat. If you can continue on that, I just I don't remember all the details of that, but it was interesting to read about. Yeah, I mean, it, it was very interesting. I, I don't ever think that uh, women should not be able have the right to vote or anything. Like that. That's insanity. But um, it was just it was just kind of an interesting thing back then when you talk to. I mean, long story short here. We're going to go down a whole other fucking trail that I'm not going to go down right now. So let's step <laughs> to rape in prison. J-Marsh, go ahead. <laughs> um, given the circumstance, uh, I may or may not be for it. But uh, I will, <laughs> period. Wow. How is rape in prison even a topic? Like, did you just read an article today or something? No, yesterday I was, hung, I was hung over as fuck yesterday. I just tried reading about rape in prison. As you know, that's a pretty typical hungover activity for I think most Americans. Like, oh man, I'm feeling pretty terrible. I guess at least I'm not getting raped in prison. Let's read about that. <laughs> so, anybody though. Have you guys ever had a dream where you just fucking woke up and you're like in jail or prison? You're just like scared out of your mind? Yes, 100%. No, not one bit. (laughs) Never Never? have I ever. No. Never? God. Just the Carla Brothers. Makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's a scary scary topic. I did have a dream, Pat, once where I was like in this basement cell. And my cellmate was definitely a rapist, and it was all fucking dark. It was it wasn't a dream; it was a nightmare. You had to like crawl out of this tiny window to get out of your cell, you know, just for like oh, lunch geez. break and everything. 
It was fucking terrible. And anyways, I can relate to anybody that's been raped in prison now. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, do you remember what you were in for in your dream? Like what crime did you commit? I think it was rape. I'll be back. I'll be back. Then we're going to wrap things up. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's only number one. It's going to be 1130 here soon. So to our our fans listening, that must mean we're at the halfway point. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, Pat said he's going to have an interesting guest on next week. Um, Don't want to reveal anything, but I look forward to the special guest podcast because they tend to get less um deep into politics and covid and shit but more to theater than theater once more than constantly 25 more minutes of theater <laughs> yeah i think that tends to be like all right we're gonna hit you with some super serious stuff um and then like we'll watch mark do his best to not say anything controversial and then we'll <laughs> jump into some theater um on the next episode <laughs> Yeah, because I can talk about Enigma for days like we did last week. I mean, that could be a five-part series, like someone said. But when it comes to COVID and shit, I mean, you're, eventually you're just repeating everything you hear. And it's just, it's one-sided or the other. And, uh, yeah, let's stick I mean, to <laughs> Enigma. That's truly, that's truly the, the like, ins- <laughs> you had mentioned, like, it's one or the other. Like, that's the biggest problem with politics it's a two-party system and it's like we live in a gray world so you can't just pick like i'm this party i don't like i agree with most of their stuff but some of the stuff i don't like but this other party (laughs) i like a little bit but i hate most like it's fucking so dumb yeah and i was i told pat earlier i told you guys too that i i'm willing to sit down with anybody because Fucking not to go off on the social media stuff again, but someone could be so fucking tough and have such opinions on Facebook. But then it's like, God, that's a nice person. Like, why do they put that out there? Do they really want to alienate half the country, you know, on either side of the spectrum? But uh, Kelly, as you know, like people that I post stuff and and, um, we we, we talked about this a while ago. I don't know if you talked about this lately, though. We've um, at Cutterbrush Production, we, we worked our asses off. I'm still working my ass off on this horror film. And we had actors and actresses that are still supposed to fucking post-production audio for this film because we all said from the beginning it's all post-production audio. So I make I make a few fucking uh, Facebook posts that do not go with liberal mainstream ideology, and they fucking quit the film. That's where we're at, really. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, not not with everyone, luckily, but uh, unfortunately, that's where we're at, and. Um... I don't know. I don't know if it's a two-way street anymore. It's hard to have a dialogue with with anybody that disagrees with you anymore. I just say don't like don't lose friends over politics because you're literally losing friends over something you have no control over. It's mm-hmm. yeah, so dumb. So this is my thing. This is my thing is like don't don't ever fucking fear to say your truth. Never ever. If somebody wants to hold a grudge against you, if Jay Morris wants to hold a grudge against me because I don't want to smoke marijuana with him, then fuck you. No, <laughs> but these these people and again i i, I probably up in the situation these people that want to boycott people off of a fucking facebook post seriously do you like five well, years yeah old? yeah and that's a little bit ridiculous because i mean some of the stuff that i've seen i i could boycott all of us could boycott a lot of people just like shut the fuck up but i just i guess down deep i know that that's not really how people are it's like i know this person i went to high school with them or i see them at the bar they come to our shows or whatever it's just Facebook is just such a toxic fucking world. And I think yes. we've talked about that a lot in these, in these shows. 
And well, again, check agree. us out on Facebook, please. Um, <laughs> Facebook is one of our main marketers. Like, check <laughs> us out there. Um, total piece of shit. Been one of the worst things for humanity, in my honest opinion. But please check us out. Uh, Facebook Prison Podcast. Facebook, Twitter. Your name yeah. there. Does oh, yeah. that mean you smoke weed nine hours a day, 11 days a week? Yeah, that's what Tilly did 9-11 means. <laughs> I'm blitzed <laughs> all the time. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up for us. <laughs> innocent question, man. <laughs> Sorry, well, you were going to say something, Jay Marsh? Yeah, yeah, so weed smoke does melt steel. New fact for you. <laughs> hey, hey, sorry guys, oh, I, I, I gotta get nice. off. That was a that was a deep joke. Good. It took like it took me a second to get in on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, so, sorry, Mons. I gotta get off this podcast. I gotta go on Facebook and apologize to my high school Spanish teacher. <laughs> Muy excelente, Patricio. <laughs> we were so a segue here. We were actually in the same Spanish class. <laughs> yes, we were. With that stupid, <laughs> with that stupid fucking cunt. I just, I remember you go in the first day, and like, I'll never forget the first day because it's like, all right, what's it going to be like trying to learn this new language? And she walks in, and she keeps like, so she doesn't introduce herself as like in English at all. She walks in and keeps saying "siéntense," "labontense" over and over until like someone figures out that like "labontense" means stand up and "siéntense" means sit down. And, and I was like. Is that how this whole thing's gonna be? Is she just gonna say <laughs> two words until like we eventually guess it? Um, weirdest intro to a class I've ever had. Ooh. That's how it was for uh, two weeks or three weeks, even if you remember right. And when we were in high school, these are hour and a half block periods. So that was a lot of like, what the fuck is going on all the way through September, you know? <laughs> and I just remember like, if this is gonna be, long, I'm for sure gonna fail. <laughs> Spanish is like. <laughs> I just kept guessing wrong and trying to give her a high five. Like that's, uh, <laughs> we never learned that in Spanish. Levante day. <laughs> you start clapping. Yeah. <laughs> We're starting to lose JR. She's fading into his background there. That second day, Kelly, when she came up, when she started saying those things over and over, I just stood up and made out with her thinking like, that's what it was. But... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Levante day meant fucking vagina <laughs> I mean, what, what was your grade in spanish <laughs> it was a c <laughs> a c oh we got one we got one thing I got coming a, i think i got a b um but get it because like i kissed her so she's saying yes see that's the joke ah fuck it. <laughs> whatever <laughs> oh jeez. Okay, oh, let's round them horses and them uh, carriages. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's round this up. Uh, mahogany, last thoughts on HB202 in Georgia. I just think it proves the level of, like, I don't give a shit about what happens in not my state. Like, I, I care that if, like, there's something that truly is suppressing voters' rights, and again, like we kind of talked in circles on this bill. Like I think voting for actual, like true American citizens should be as easy as possible. Um, I just really don't like, I'm not personally affected by it. And again, maybe that's just like 
me being super selfish and just being very American about it. But like, I'm not even remotely close to Georgia. I've been to Georgia twice. I'm certainly never going to vote in Georgia. So like, um, I don't like super care. Um, maybe I should more and maybe that's like an issue, but I don't, I'd, I'd love to have the all-star game in my hometown. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Jay Marsh. Uh, voting should be online. It's, I convinced Mahoney, so I feel like that's a win for America. It was, you know, <laughs> that's that's the beauty of having these open conversations. It's like I took a second while we were on a different subject. It was like I did some pros and cons in my head, and it's like, yeah, if I'm giving out my social security to you know whoever the hell's doing my taxes online, I'll probably just go ahead and vote online too. Sometimes no, it's just that's... simple. And that's the beauty of these conversations. It's not like Twitter text or Facebook text. It's not like trying to read dialogue through an email. You can kind of see the emotion, the jokiness, the seriousness, and like voting online. Like I bank online. So it's like if I if I'm willing to like have my money there, like why wouldn't I vote online? Period. Yeah. So let's just circle back to Mahomes really quick here and talk about the prison uh the uh, uh, Pete, uh, Turkey Pete at the old Montana State Prison. What do you have to say about that? Um, you know, Turkey Pete's the kind of guy that you don't you don't want to run into in a dark alley for sure. And uh, I think we all do our best to try and forget about Turkey Pete every day. And he just is such a devil inside of us. He keeps coming back up. That's all yeah. I have to say. About that. All right, uh, Kelly. Final words on this topic. Well, uh, I just want to say Turkey Pete's actually dead, so therefore, with all the uh, voter suppression, he probably somehow voted in the last election. Um, <laughs> I just, honestly, I feel like I, I want to live that life where I just, you know, really worry about my own community because that's like my happy place, my temple, that's where I live. But I just feel like you can't uh, completely ignore everything because like it's dominoes, you know, like they said, one state joined this uh, class action lawsuit about the voter fraud and everything. Then before you know it, there's 19 states on it. If one state does one thing, it seems like it happens in the rest or at least the rest that are their color blue or red. But I just think these dominoes, when they fall, they're going to affect everyone. And that's why I take concern with it. But on the flip side, what can you fucking do in our situation right now? Uh, Mahoney's 100% right. What can you do? And it's it's really not much. You know, it's like either go out and run for politics. And even if you run for politics, what the fuck can you do then? You know, you're only one tiny vote in this huge pool. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like it affects us and there's not much that we could do about it. So <laughs> that's a negative way to end it. But um, focus on your communities, make your lives better, make your families better, uh, your businesses better, whatever, coworkers. And that's, that's, that's all I got to say about it. And there probably is a lot of people like that went into politics with like the right attitude and like really good thoughts in mind, but guess what? Like everyone's got a price, you know, or everyone, someone will get their hooks into you. Someone will find out something bad about you. And then guess what? Your motives aren't so positive anymore. Um, so it does suck, but that's what it is. Um, money rules the world and none of us are ever going to be rich enough to make those decisions. Anyway, uh, please like, swipe up, support us on Facebook. It's our pretty much our only social media. Hey, <laughs> especially our, our Spanish teacher in high school. Yes. I'm 
certain she has listened to every second of every episode. And, and Mahoney too is uh, sounds negative, but it's a positive thing. We we only have how many more years to live on this planet? Are you know are things really going to change if the political you know the people at the top of the political chart really have all this fucking power and stuff? Can we do a single thing about it in our lifetime? Probably not. So it's like make the lives around around you right now better because those are the people that are gonna you know outlive you and hopefully continue to make a difference like like we try to do. You know, yeah. absolutely. Um, if if you try to explain like American politics to somebody like an alien, like the presidential politics, you'd be like, okay, so this guy you don't know probably will never meet and like doesn't probably even know you at all, right? He comes to an area that's near you, not maybe your hometown, but you're like, I want to check this guy out. He's up on stage telling you some stuff that you know probably can't happen, but you're like, that that's more like what I like. And then this person <laughs> that again you don't know have never actually met decides to ask you for money to go to other towns to tell these lies that you know probably can't happen and you support them by giving this person you don't know money and then if they are elected and all the stuff the promises that you knew like probably can't happen they can just blame it on the other party and then run again <laughs> it's so fucking dumb yeah, so um i just want to inject one point here mahogany is that um i was on a podcast i don't know if i told this either i was on a podcast with a guy from the uk great britain and I, he, he, he was really cool. Um, at the end of the day, he's like, I want to read through an audio. He had a lot of audio, like audio books and stuff. You know what I mean? Audio scripts. And he said, I want to do an audio version of one of you guys' uh, plays works. I told him about all these scripts you wrote. So I sent him the Mad Dad script. And I did scene 11, which I know you don't know off the top of your head. It was <laughs> the, the head, no. office scene between you and Kelly. And he did an <laughs> audio recording of that. And we have talked about wanting to listen to someone else do that forever. We're going to get together over his wedding week. Kelly's getting married, by the way, folks. We're going to get together and listen to that audio. I've, I've listened to like 30 seconds. Like, no, I'm sorry. I want us all to get listen to it live. Be so fucking funny. Uh, I was hoping that buildup was because you were going to play it on here. <laughs> I was yeah. actually, I was pretty excited to hear it. Well, do you want to hear it? If you can get it going, I know you said it's only like five minutes. That'd be a good way to to end this smorgasbord of a podcast. All right. You guys really want to hear it? I can't yeah. think of a more fitting end. Yes. Uh, just secondly, let's see this dude's name. Oh, here it is. Hey, Mahoney. My other favorite word is caddy wampus. <laughs> yeah, very caddy wampus. It's been I, this whole all thing. Right. All right, guys. So to hear this out of nowhere, I'm going to meet everyone's mic. Jay Marsh, you have anything to say before we watch this? <laughs> Love y'all. Go for it, Pat. All right. Let me do raise mics here. I'm going to take off my headphones. All right, folks. <laughs> We're going to hear the Mad Dad recording. Here, let me change this up too, by the way. Make sure the audio file. Don't do a built-in microphone, and we're going to put this up here. And let's listen to this guy's live. Scene 11. Jack sitting at a desk in his office. His phone rings. Jack. Jack doodling. Glenn is on the other end. Glenn. Jack, what the hell are you doing? Jack. Oh, that works. 
Glenn. This is my work phone. Glenn, what do you say? We've got to hit some golf balls? Jack, oh, jeez. I love to, but I've got work to do. Why are you at the office? Glenn, oh, we took the day off. I needed a good breather. Jack, I see. We'd love to. But like I said, I've got stuff to do. Glenn, oh, common Jack. Jack, Glenn, I can't, buddy. Glenn, just leave work a little earlier. Glenn, it sounds tempting, man, but I am swamped. Glenn, come on, dude. Jack, I can't, Glenn. Glenn becomes angry. Glenn, well, that's gay. Jack, excuse me? Glenn makes a whipping noise on the phone. Jack, what the hell was that? Glenn, you got your little whipped, wouldn't you say? Jack, overwork? Glenn, I say so. I mean shit. You spend ten hours a day with it? Jack, this is a joke. This is a joke, isn't it? Glenn, no, Jack. You're a whipped bastard. Jack, Glenn, what's got into you? Glenn, you, you've gotten into me. Jack, because I don't know. Wouldn't go hit some golf balls? Glenn, you have shoved a stick up my arse, Jack. Just because you're handicapped and pussy whipped doesn't mean I have to be. Glenn. Oh, Glenn. I'm going to hang up now. Glenn, you're an idiot, Jack. Jack hangs up. He shakes his head in disbelief. Jack. What the hell was that about? Jack sorts through some papers. His phone rings. He answers it. Jack. Jack, Julie. Glenn, Jack. Jack. What's, what now, Glenn? Glenn, it's almost the anniversary and Amelia's death. I need some companionship. Jack, Glenn, I would love to hit some golf balls this weekend, but right a second, it's not a good time. Glenn shakes his head. Glenn, whatever. You're a moron, Jack. Jack, because I wouldn't go to... Go hit some golf balls on the morning. Listen, Jack Glenn, I'm sorry you're feeling a little down right now, but you can't call me and slam the hell out of me. Glenn, shut up, jackass. Jack, don't call here again. Jack hangs up. He's feeling immediately ring. He hesitates before answering it. Jack, hello. It is quiet. Jack, hello. Glenn, come on, one round of golf balls. Glenn, I'm serious, Glenn. Do not call him again. I won't answer. Glenn, come on, you stupid ass. Jack hangs up the phone. He's phone ring. Doesn't answer it. He rings until the answering machine comes on. Machine, you have reached Jack Dooley at 404 Main. Please leave a brief message. 
With your contact information, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Beep. Then, oh, so you're down phone, you cop muncher. Seriously, Jack, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm a good friend in need, and you just turn your back back, you sorry piece of shit. Answer the godforsaken phone and talk to me, you idiot man. Whoa. That was something else. Wow. It, and that's why the British version of American shows always fails. <laughs> <laughs> You've put a stick up my ass. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's how that scene was? <laughs> you are a cock muncher. There's <laughs> no like inflection of like getting upset or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, we should just have that guy just read all of Mad Dad. That'll be the next podcast. <laughs> we could just sit here and listen. <laughs> we should get that guy on and just have him read like a bunch of dirty, like sexed messages. <laughs> <laughs> and then my wife came in. She was a dirty cock muncher. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, you know wow. the funniest thing is, Kelly? Well, that was, that was worth it. I did not even respond to him at all. And he sent me scene one out of nowhere on YouTube. <laughs> Get him over here. Let's, <laughs> let's reshoot it. The British version. <laughs> the British version of Meta. <laughs> we should just do like, we should set him up and we can all just do a read through of a script. <laughs> like, but we want him to play the, like the super crazy character, but I want him to have no inflection at all. <laughs> well, and I will those... murder you. <laughs> uh, I'm sure no one's listening at this point, but Mad Dad uh, was a movie that we filmed back in what, Pat, 2007 or something, 2008? <laughs> something like that. 2006, I don't know what it was. So yeah, that was fuck. That was great. I'm glad that we got to share that. Yeah, glad the, the audience enjoyed that. Uh, yes, thanks for sticking with us. That's uh, I, I'm sure that's five minutes of this podcast you plan on re-listening to. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Jack. <laughs> and the, the funniest part is uh, in the script it said my name was Glenn, but the, my actual name in the movie was George. Yeah, so I, I, I took a script, the original script, his name was Glenn, and then we, we, we revamped it to George. So I had that, a script from a while ago. It was Glenn's, Glenn was his name. Amazing. That was perfect. I, I have nothing else to add to that. <laughs> All right, guys, as we wrap things up here, we, we got a guy from Great Britain now reading a, Film scripts for Cutler Brothers Productions. Um, <laughs> audio version of all our shows going to come out here pretty soon. Like if he's doing if he's doing voiceover work, can we have it like we create uh, some sort of intro and he like introduces all of us like looks <laughs> down and recorded. Yeah, and, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please please give it up for Patrick Cutler. <laughs> Uh, you, should, you should see if he wants to uh, come on our podcast, man. That'd be fun as shit. God, I sh- sh- you really want him on? Why yeah. the fuck not? Yes. No one's yeah. listening anyway. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I I'm your fifth view. <laughs> and hey, honestly, it's about time we get into the British market. Like we could be huge. <laughs> we could get 15 views from Britain. <laughs> so I, I didn't tell you the whole, oh, I told Kelly. Oh, no, I told all you guys the background yeah. in the, like we did an entire fucking hour and like a half segment. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I deleted that entire interview. We do it again. <laughs> he's not joking he wasn't no, joking he, and honestly good for that. him for practicing like sometimes it's just mm-hmm. good to do a run through I mean you know yeah, so, proud of for doing that. do you seriously want him on our podcast show 100% yes. like yes. I want him on the, I want him on the him podcast to, like I want him to be our special guest more than I've ever wanted anyone to be a special <laughs> guest see I want him on the podcast I want him to do the intro in that same voice over a trap beat I think it'd be catchy yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Prison City Podcast. Listen up, all you cock munchers out there in the world. Jack, Jack, you. Uh, uh, that was like, Jack, you cock sucker. <laughs> yes, ask him, and he probably, do, if he's going to read a part of Mad Dad, doesn't he have the right names in the script? He would 100% come on the podcast. Yeah. I'm. Um, Please make this happen. Like I don't. <laughs> I will. I will. If he want, like I'll pay him five bucks to come on, American bucks. And, and to retain to retain our listeners, uh, you should get them on next week so that this is relevant. <laughs> I can I can go on next week. I, I got to check his time. <laughs> it will show. It will. It will show the reach and power this podcast has. <laughs> We're gonna get a guy from Great Britain on in a week's notice, and it's gonna be like. 3 a.m. for him over there or something. <laughs> yeah, because we're not doing it earlier or later. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I have I have a job. I have other things to do. <laughs> we live in America, goddammit. <laughs> we fought I, a war in 1776. <laughs> so we would have to come on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. I can get him on next week if you want him on. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I can't tell you how much I want him on. A okay. million percent. Uh, um, I'll get him on next week, but we gotta I'll have to talk about the time. But he's a cool guy. He just he looks like he's living in I don't know Great Britain. He looks like he's living in his mom's basement or something. I don't know exactly. He looks he looks like a shaven version of Scott Grazer, it looks like. He's perfect in every get, way. Get I'm him sure. on here. Yeah. Get him on here. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'll tell him next. I'll ask him this week. So, hey, you want to be on our podcast? We do it this time and uh, get him on. All right, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a that was not supposed to be the ending of this podcast. It just kind of that's where it went. Um, Kelly, uh, I will play you the first scene of Enigma or sorry. Uh, Mad Dad that he just sent me like five minutes ago because he really wants to do the audio version of Mad Dad for some reason. <laughs> I don't blame oh, him. Um, everyone who's listening, thanks for sticking in. You guys are a part of our scheduling now. Like, <laughs> you're part of the programming. Like This is really cool. Um, you're not going to get any credit unless you reach in to us directly again at Facebook. That's Prison City Podcast. <laughs> um, send us your names. We'll make sure to add you as producers. <laughs> <laughs> uh so just uh let's just, uh, we'll cut this off and i'll we'll talk about who's the next guest behind the scenes 
Jay Morris, last words, and let's get on with this. Ah, shoot. This was fun. We should vote online, and marijuana should be legal. So, uh, just to wrap this up, last words, I was going to talk about the Georgia voting law and everything else, but um, after that live audio session we had on Mad Dad, I just don't really have a lot to say right now, so let's just end this thing right now. Peace out, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Again, it's the Prison City Podcast. At some point, we're always going to talk about the prison. And um, And hopefully hopefully we got a guy from the UK on for the next show to talk about UK prisons. And I guarantee he's going to have a lot to say about UK prisons that we don't know about. (laughs) All right. Peace out, everybody. All right. See you, everyone. Good night. Deuces. Good night.